You are listening to the Speak Podcast. The podcast featuring talks from Speak, a public speaking platform for people with ideas and stories. Produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Welcome to another episode of the Speak Podcast. I am George Andriopoulos, the architect and one of the co-leaders here at Speak. And I'm just giving you a quick message before this episode starts that this is a bonus episode, our first episode of this kind. This is the first ever live recording of the Speak Podcast, which took place at the Speak Health event on October 18th, 2023 in Massapequa, New York. We had such an incredible time, Jason, myself, and Fred Banny, the co-leaders, leading this fireside chat with our speakers from health. We had a lively conversation. We talked about some incredible things like what it takes to get up on the stage and give a speak talk. We went over the duality rule because at Speak Health, we had our first usage of the duality rule. So you're going to find out a lot about that during this episode. And it was just a lot of fun. So please enjoy, guys. Share this out. Subscribe to our channel and support the Speak podcast and all of our incredible speakers. Let's get the show started. Welcome to the Speak Podcast, produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. New episodes available every week on all your favorite podcast platforms. Speak is a public speaking platform for people with ideas and stories. Each Speak Talk features three key moments. The moment of truth, the moment of transformation, and the moment of impact. We host pop-up events all over the world, and now we are bringing our talks to your device. Our speakers are stepping onto the stage and into the spotlight, and now onto this podcast. Welcome to the show. Please give it up for the host of the Speak Podcast. Welcome to the Speak Podcast and the first ever live recording of the Speak Podcast. I am George Andriopoulos, the architect and one of the co-leaders here at Speak. I'm Fred P. Bannon, the builder and one of the co-leaders here at Speak. And I'm Jason Martin, the engineer and one of the co-leaders here at Speak. <laughs> Gentlemen, what do you say we take a seat? All right, so for those listening at home right now, we are recording this right after the Speak Health pop-up event on October 18th at the Bethel Christian Center in Massapequa, New York, and we just had an incredible event with five incredible speakers. So I'm going to ask the audience to please give it up for our speakers. Let's go. Yeah. Thank you. Did you hear that? It was incredible. So, gentlemen, so what an amazing event. Been? I mean, the energy was just, like, unbelievable. I love it. The, the speakers were incredible. The messages, I can't wait for everybody to hear them. Yeah, this has to be one of my favorite events. Like we said, right, it's special because we have the live podcast recording happening right now, you know, followed by hearing the speakers and having the opportunity to just dive into their stories in a personal way. I'm excited about this. What are you feeling, Josh? Yeah, I'm excited as well. This, this event was a little bit different for us. We shortened the lineup in order to allow for room for the Speak podcast because we wanted to try something new. That's what we do on this platform. We try new things all of the time. I, I'm hoping it's, is it working? Everybody in the yeah. audience? Right. Is it working? All right. All right, it's working. So I just want to talk a little bit about the Speak podcast to our audience here and everybody listening at home. For, for you guys who are listening for the first time, the Speak podcast is 
the online platform for people with ideas and stories. And so what we do on this podcast is we typically replay three of our speak talks per episode of the podcast, and we have varying hosts. Right now, the three of us are hosting. We have been past hosts of the podcast. We have had producers, pop-up producers, speakers, channel partners that have taken a part in the podcast. We want to make sure that this podcast shines a light on everybody that is involved in our platform, because that's what we're about. Absolutely. And what's incredible about the podcast that's unique, um, all the speakers from every event, they don't all just get featured on one episode, right? We have a micro theme within the theme. So like today, speak help. You're going to have some speakers from today who will be paired with other speakers from different events as long as their talk is very similar in, in theme. So that's something that we are super excited about because when people get to listen to it, there is a through line that really makes your listening experience enjoyable. Yeah, and I think at this event, we had a, uh, an opportunity to do something that we've never done before. We had a first uh, at this event. So George, maybe just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we had at this event, it was the first time that we implemented the duality rule. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the duality rule when we bring our speakers up. You want to just do that? Yeah, let's, just bring, let's just bring our speakers up here. So speakers, if you let's can come it. walk up here, please. Let's give them a round of applause. Give them a round of applause. Give them a nice hand, everybody. Let's hear it. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce our speakers. We have Dr. From my left to right, we have Dr. Jonathan Edwards, who you've just heard his talk, How a Little Noon Drug Stops Suicide. And we have Ms. Brooks Seam with her talk, This Talk May Cause Side Effects. And we have Mr. E Dr. Errol Pierre, The Biggest Health Equity Issue of 2024. And we have Ms. Gina Bradshaw putting the warrior to rest. And we have Ms. Alex, forgive me, I'm going to get this right. I know I messed up prior. Ms. Alex, purse glove. Did I say that right? Alex, did I say that right? Okay, you switched that. You guys confused so, me. Okay, no, 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 cool. sorry. So we're going by the show order, but they're different, sitting in a different order. So Right, and can we talk about this incredible talk? Really did enjoy your talk, so there you go. All right, so... My mic was off. So I want to dive in. I want to dive in and begin by discussing something that we showcased today for the first time. So forgive me, audience, because you've heard this before, but we had our first example of the duality rule today, which is something so incredible. As we conceptualize this platform, we wanted to do something different. We wanted to allow for our speakers to be able to take the stage, even if their talks may be a little opinionated, even though their talks may be a little polarizing, right? A safe talk to us is something that is based on fact-based evidence, and so we vet these talks before they go on stage, but sometimes a talk may hit a note that gets a little pushback from our audience, right? Uh, and so we implemented what's called the duality rule, and the duality rule says that if a talk is a little polarizing, if a talk causes a little more discussion than your average talk, then we put it under the duality rule. And what the duality rule does is it charges the producer of the event, in this case we internally produce this, charges the, inter the, the producer of the event with the responsibility of if they want to put that talk on stage, they have to put the equal and opposite talk on stage right next to it. 
And so that's what we did here. And I wouldn't say this is the, you know, these two are the equal opposites of each other. Um, but I want to talk about that a little bit. It, it definitely falls into the purview of what we are trying to do with the duality rule. So it's super important that we, we name that and we talk about that today. So I want to start with Jonathan to my left here. Talk to me about how it felt to give your talk today entitled How a Little Known Drug Stops Suicide, knowing that another speaker in the lineup was telling a personal story about being over-medicated for depression. Thank you, yeah, first of all, my, it was surreal. <laughs> I got through it um, and I felt, uh, yeah, I felt, I felt it went well and I, I was able to, to deliver the message, you know, from, from writing that book. Um, I didn't, I just felt like I was giving my so side of the story um, and that we weren't polarizing, so to speak. Definitely duality. There was definitely two sides to it. Um, and, and they're both important, very important to, to see because they're different situations. I mean, and sometimes the same. I mean, in, my, you know, in, in the case of suicide, I mean, it's, it, it, people are at a loss and it, there's something else that might help. Um, and it can even, it, it helps with depression and, and, and even kind of on Brooke's side, it, it can stop people from taking antidepressants. Yet not so, it's a little known drug that almost nobody knows about um, and hopefully until now. Um, and that, that was the whole point of bringing this, bringing this to light and even if it saves one life, I mean, that's, that's the point, you know? And, and even, if, even if on the other side, if she can get one person off antidepressants, that's the point. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, I think you did a, a, an incredible job of that in your talk. You know, it was funny, we, so our process, guys, to, to let you behind the curtain a little bit, is we work with our speakers for every event. They submit drafts to us, we collaborate with them, we give them a little feedback on how to hit those three moments, the moment of truth, moment of transformation, moment of impact that are important to our talks. But after those drafts are, are finalized, we jump into virtual rehearsals. Right? And so virtual rehearsals is we get everybody in a room, uh, a virtual room on Zoom, and everybody goes through their talks. And we, we do a, a run through of the event. We give live feedback on those talks. And so it was interesting because uh, I surprised our speakers here by letting them know on the spot during rehearsal that we were implementing the duality rule here because nobody really knew what each other's talks were about until that moment. So it was, <laughs> I felt a, a, a awkward in the moment hosting the, the, the virtual rehearsal, but I felt so happy afterwards because, you know, we had a healthy conversation. You know, there was back and forth talk. Um, uh, I, I remember Brooke went uh, first, right? And then Jonathan went, Brooke gave, so everybody gave feedback on Brooke's talk before knowing about the duality rule. Then Jonathan gave his talk and Brooke gave Jonathan feedback, which was great feedback. And Jonathan, you don't know this, Jonathan reached out to me afterwards with the feedback saying that was a great conversation, um, made some changes based on your feedback, based on the room's feedback, kept some stuff in that he felt strongly about, and that's what this whole thing is about, you know, being able to have these conversations. So I wanna turn to you, Brooke, now, and ask, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on why two stories like yours and Jonathan's sharing the same stage can be significant for someone battling mental health issues. I, I think the, the answer to that is, is, is just that there are 
many paths to the same solution, which that could be applied to, to a great many things. But I, I think that at least with my story and also with John and Jonathan's story and the information he presented, there's a, there's a big problem in medicine and especially mental health care and psychiatry with a huge lack of informed consent. And anyone who's ever had an appointment with a psychiatrist probably knows this. You go in, you tell a brief life story, and in five minutes you walk out with some pills and you have no idea what the side effects are, what they might do to your body, what the plan is. And that doesn't happen if you're, if you're having, you know, other more physical, I mean, you know, mind body is all connected, but let's say more physical um, ailments. If you're gonna have heart surgery, your cardiologist is probably telling you all the risks and benefits of having this heart surgery, right? This does not happen in the world of mental health care and psychiatry, at least not as much as it should. And so I think that, you know, my talk kind of came at it with more informed consent from one side of it, and then the same thing's happening with Jonathan. Is like, if ketamine is an option, the patient at least deserves to be presented with that information so they can make the correct choice for themselves. And unfortunately, this is having to come from stages in Long Island as opposed to your doctor's office, right? So as much as it frustrates me that this is how we have to get the information out, I'm really glad we're able to get the information out. I love that. That's great. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Brooke. Can I ask an unrelated question? Yeah. Did you guys it. coordinate your outfits? <laughs> Did, you Did you coordinate your outfits? Absolutely. I'm really glad that's the answer. Okay. You could thank Good. Fred for that. Okay, now, he now, has the fashion sense out of the three of us. Okay. Now you may move on to less important topics. This is this is what we call the uniform, this by is the our way. Uniform. So that's so right. another behind the curtain peek. Usually it's Fred. Usually Fred texts about two days before the event. Guys, are we going with the uniform? Now, now. We are so busy building this global platform, managing events all over the place. By the way, three events this month. Give it up for Speak. Three events in one month. We are so proud of that. Our first international event in Belfast, Northern Ireland a couple of weeks ago. Um, we are here today in Massapequa, New York for uh, Speak Health. And next week, Speak Shelter in Manhattan. So we're busy. We're managing a podcast. We're, we're trying to do the, the, the thing here. It, so, just, it, it takes away from thinking, right? You look good. Thank you, thank yeah. you. You know, it's the uniform, but thank you for noticing. Great, <laughs> appreciate that. Deep curiosity, you know, I couldn't have been no, the but only this one. This gets into our merch. This gets, so this gets into our merch because Fred has been on me for months. George, when are we gonna get the t-shirts in? When are we gonna get a new t-shirt? So when he texts me about the, the, the uniform, every event, I'm like, oh man, I gotta order new t-shirts, you're right. <laughs> awesome, thank you very much, I appreciate that. So Jenna. Um, as the engineer here at Speak, I'm mostly behind the scenes, working on the stage, the sets, and, and the equipment and things like that. This is your first time speaking on a produced stage, and what was that like for you? Well, <laughs> I was super nervous. Um, so when George contacted me, um, I mean, I couldn't say no. So I, I had to collect myself, and I was like, okay, I can do this. So, honestly, it was a great experience learning and, you know, mentorship and being able to take these um, important lessons and learning so that I can, you know, be better, do better, and share my story. 
Um, the hardest part for me was actually being vulnerable and sharing my story. Um, and that's also why I called it putting the warrior to rest because I'm always in um, that warrior mode and that standing strong and um, doing something like this helped me to step back from that and be able to really share my story. So this was really cool and you know the organization of everything, um, spot on, I, I loved it. That's awesome, thank you, we appreciate that. And from my perspective, having been in this industry for about 20 plus years now, what did you do behind the scenes to look and feel so comfortable on stage? Because from my perspective, it looked like you have done this for a very long time. Thank you. <laughs> so actually, um, I got to give it up for my girl, Nikki, here. She's in the crowd. She helped me tremendously. Um, she was like, all right, we have to practice. And I think the most important part was practicing in front of people, um, not just to myself. That was probably key, being able to um, speak in front of different people as well. So I made sure I contacted my friends. I was like, can I practice um, with you? <laughs> so did you get like your own little mini audience? Yes. Have all your friends over? <laughs> yeah, I okay, did. Okay, cocktails did. And, and a yeah, speech. I did. Cocktails and a speech. There yeah, you go. Love it. it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> and, and then Errol, a person in your position, you do this professionally. You speak on stages all the time. Um, I'd love to hear what your experience was like as well, please. Yeah, I think... Uh, I love the format that uh, all the speakers were going to speak on one topic around health, which I thought was excellent, so I was glad to be asked to do it. Uh, and then the format of being on stage where you can't touch the mic. My first question was, does the mic have to stay on the stand? <laughs> and I'm used to either having a lavalier or holding a mic and walking around stage uh, to get my energy and to sort of uh, center myself. So to stay in one spot and speak and look out into the audience and feel that I had to stay in one place but still think about what I was gonna say. Uh, it was def definitely a different experience. And it was different for you, yeah. Yeah, and I thought it helped me slow down because usually I tend to be a fast speaker, uh, but staying in one place, looking at the mic stand and talking uh, definitely allowed me to slow down and think through my thoughts and I felt much more calm uh, doing it that way. Gotcha. And again, as a professional speaker, is there any advice that you might have for somebody that has a message they really want to get out to the world? Um, is there any advice that you'd have for them? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So I know there was a lot of personal stories shared on stage. My story was not so personal as more of a call to action because I really want to get the word out uh, that, you know, we're potentially a lot of people are going to lose their insurance next year. And so to me, it's um, be authentic. Uh, always speak from the heart, regardless of what people will say. Um, and then, you know, I always hear the phrase, uh, if you tell the truth, you never have to remember your story. And so, I even if that. you forget your words, you know your story because it's the truth. So you can sort of ad lib and still get through it without worrying about it. So that would be my advice. I love that. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, girl. I love that. If you tell the truth, you don't have to worry about your story. That's awesome. No, we created a speak platform because, you know, we recognize the gap in a public speaking landscape. When we sat down after producing many stages on for different other brands, we, we, we saw this gap because we came across some incredible talks and ideas that just did not fit within those platforms, right? So traditionally, speakers are 
they have to conform to that specific mode. And, and that's something we was looking to break. We was looking to break that mode. So, Alex, could you share your experience of being invited to Grace to Speak stage and what does that, and how do you see that impacting you as a speaker moving forward? So this was a little bit different experience for me. I'm also more used to leading workshops or facilitating, and this was actually my first time standing on a stage without being able to move or touch the mic and tell a 10-minute personal story. And for me, it was such a growth experience because it really challenged me to drill into what are the most important aspects of the story and to really believe in my message enough that I could just stand on a stage and believe that my words were what mattered most. And so it was um, very empowering. And I think the second part of your question was how it's going to impact me moving forward as a speaker. How do you see that? Yeah. yeah. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm already inspired that I want to do more talks like this, so <laughs> I'm fired up go. right now and saying, wow, yeah, I want to do more of this um, in addition to continuing workshops. But for me, it was, um, it was empowering and motivating, and, and I want to get out there more and, and have the opportunity to meet other amazing speakers like this and to hear incredible stories. And I just love what you all are doing with Speak. I think it's so important to give people a platform to tell their stories. So you've motivated me now to want to go out and share mine in more places. That's fantastic. And, and I got to tell you, you did a phenomenal job. Yo, yeah, clap. Woo! There you go. You did Thank a phenomenal you. job. Your presence, your flow, your cadence, and just your the actual message came, came through powerfully, right? So now you can walk around proudly with the moniker. You are a published speaker. Published speaker. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, yes. So that is the moniker. After everyone grazes uh, the speak stage, you become a public speaker. So on all your social platform within your bio, you can add that to that. So capital speak, huh? Capital speak. Capital speak. That's correct. Public speaker. S P E A K. Capital E R. Smaller case. <laughs> Lower case. So Gina, the same question for you. Right. Having, having graced the stage, having been invited to grace the stage, how do you see, what was the, that experience for you and how do you see this impacting you moving forward? Considering this was your first time doing, doing this within this uh, platform. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely motivated me to do more of this and um, tested my limits. It challenged me and, you know, it, it's, this style of speaking is very different and you know not everyone is able to do this so the fact that i was able to get up here be vulnerable and also just you know i put in the work so to be able to come up here and and do this it fired me up and i'm ready to just like go out there and and give it my all that's awesome yes <laughs> So let me ask you, with this process, right, what was the most challenging for you, would you say, and what was the most enjoyable part for you, this entire process? Because as you mentioned, it's a little different, right? And you yeah. put in the work, and you did, and it showed, it came through. So thank you for putting in that work. Thank you. So what would you say was the most challenging and most joyous part for you? The most challenging was the, I think I was mostly tripped up on having to memorize, but, it's my story, 
So I'm like, what are you doing? It's your story. You can easily share this. Um, you know, and, and challenging was to be clear and concise with my story and sharing my information, not coming off preachy and just being like, hey guys, this is what happened to me. Um, I hope you take this information and you learn something from it. So most challenging, I think, though, was the memorization. That definitely tripped me up. But after practicing, I, I became more confident, and it gave me that like inner power to continue on and continue to, to share with other people. And it just lit up a spark within me. So thank you. <laughs> and you lit up the stage as well. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so we're going we're gonna to do one final question to all of the speakers, and then I think we probably have a couple of minutes for some audience questions. So when we do that, guys, we have a microphone set up right here uh, to our right. So anybody that wants to uh, ask a question when it comes time for that, uh, feel free to step up one at a time. We'll take a couple of questions at that time. But uh, I want to wrap up our portion of this by asking this. <coughs> excuse me by asking this of each speaker. We're gonna start with Jonathan on the left here. What is your hope for this talk that you gave today and what kind of impact would it have in your wildest dreams? I'm gonna give you a second to think about that and I wanna remind everybody at home listening right now, go into the show notes. You're gonna find the YouTube links for all five speakers on this talk because I'm sure a lot of this, you're not really sure what what we're talking about here because you haven't heard the talks yet. So if you haven't heard the talks, go into the show notes for this podcast and listen to each talk. I'm telling you, you're not going to regret it. So again, Jonathan, what is your hope for this talk that you gave today and what kind of impact would it have in your wildest dreams? Ooh, yeah. Now this speak talk was all about laying your cards out there and, and uh, having the adventure of your life by speaking the truth. <laughs> and so... I hope that I hope that comes out of it. Um, my wildest dreams would be that enough people would hear about this to you know save their loved ones, but not only that, for like the next president of the United States to further any kind of treatment, whether it's psychedelic, ketamine, or whatever beyond that, and. And then we don't have to worry about losing 50,000 people or we can, you know, we can help that number. And, and, and that would be, if we could make that impact, um, for me, that would be first on my mind. And, and, and you know, and a couple of the presidents, the candidates are talking about that. Um, and then, you know, so that... Saving lives, you know, that's, that's the truth of it. And I don't get anything more than that out of it. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great answer, Jonathan. And, um, you know, I, and I promise you that it will absolutely save a life. We had the pleasure, uh, Fred and I had the pleasure over the weekend of attending the Chelsea Film Festival. Um, our, our little company, Speak, was featured um, in a feature-length documentary at the Chelsea Film Festival, and the, the doc was called Big Stages, um, produced by our, one of our channel partners here, Trisha Brooke, and it featured six speakers. And basically, the whole documentary was the journey of these six speakers to big stages. Um, we were lucky enough to have produced uh, three of those big stages, which is insane. 
Um, completely insane, very surreal to be there. But one of those st stages was our first ever speak stage. And one of the speakers, Mark Fujiwara, who gave an incredible talk at our first, our, our inaugural event last November 17th, um, gave a very personal talk about mental health and, and what he has gone through. And he pulled me aside to tell me that he knows of three people, three, firsthand, three specific people whose lives were saved by his speak talk. So right there, no matter what happens with this platform over the next few years, and I know it's gonna be successful, it was worth it. We could shut it down tomorrow, and it was worth it uh, for that. And so I I'm positive that your talks will, will do the same, guys. So thank you, Jonathan, for that. Um, Alex, same question to you. What is your hope for this talk that you gave today, and what kind of impact would it have in your wildest dreams? So I don't know if you know this about me, but when I was 10 years old, I really wanted to be an actress. And I wrote an Academy Award acceptance speech when I was 10, and I would deliver <laughs> it in front of my bathroom mirror. <laughs> and the speech was all about encouraging young girls out there who didn't feel seen or who were bullied that they're loved and they're worth it and it will get better. And so from a young age, I was really passionate about encouraging other women who didn't feel seen, that you're good enough. And fast forward to where we are, and I know people of the podcast may not have heard the talk yet, but my talk is all about becoming more seen and expressed. And I went through my own journey of having my tongue tied for a very long time. And so for me, this was really powerful to, to stand up on stage and, and share my story. And my hope is that it will inspire or empower other women that you deserve to use your voice now, you deserve to be happy now, your life matters now, and you being fully expressed matters now. And so I can't imagine any other greater outcome than people being inspired to be their most fully expressed selves because I believe that's where all our power lies. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Alex, for that. I was gonna say, if you, if you have that speech on your phone handy, you could give that right now. <laughs> We'll save that for another episode. I'm sure I have it in a diary somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I can find it. All right, let's move on now to Jenna. Same question. What is your hope for this talk, and what kind of impact would it have in your wildest dreams? Uh, my hope is to share with other people that your health is your birthright, and you have options. You are able to make those decisions for yourself. Don't let other people bully you into things that you don't want to do and that it goes against your intuition. And my impact would be to teach others that you have options. There are so many things that you're not taught in school, in work, throughout your life, limiting beliefs and all these different blocks and things of that nature. And so take your power back, you know? A lot of people give their power away when it comes to their health specifically. And if you don't have your health, you don't have anything, you have nothing. So the fact that we're able to come together and give us, each of us share our own stories, all relative on health, I'm very passionate about it. Um, you know, I've had my health taken away and I've been gifted to be here today and share that with other people. And so know that it's your birthright, that take your power back. That is awesome. That is awesome. You know, this is a quote that says, we spend our younger years chasing wealth only at the end of the years to spend all of our wealth to find health. 
you know, so that's incredible. Arrow, the same for you. Um, your talk, like you mentioned, it wasn't more of a personal talk, but more of a call to action. So what do you hope to see uh, come out of this, right? Your wildest dream, what, what is the impact that you're looking to see? Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, what racks my brain is uh, America is the uh, richest country in the world. Uh, we spend more money on healthcare than any other country by far, 2.5 time, 2 times more than anybody. Uh, we're the only developed nation that doesn't cover all of our citizens with healthcare. It just it makes absolutely no sense. So in my wildest dreams, what I would love to see is we reach 92% of coverage in the country, and that's the highest it's ever been, but hopefully with this talk, we can get to 95%, 98%. There should be no one in our country that doesn't have access to high quality care that gives them dignity and respect so that we can answer all these issues of mental health and of all the other issues that we talked about on the stage. And so that's really what I really want to convey. And then I, I ended the talk talking about um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I strongly believe um, all of our world's problems, especially in this country, they're so complex because of bias. And when you have a room full of people that all think the same way, you can't solve the really tough issues that we have in this country. And so we have to unlock this issue of only certain people get to the table. We have to open up the table for everyone. And I promise you, the outcome will be amazing because we'll have different vantage points solving really complex issues and we'll be more successful. So the push for diversity isn't this altruistic thing of let's just be nice, it's actually for the outcomes because we'll actually be a better country for it. I love it, because we are a mosaic, right? Every, every, every joint supplies, you know, everybody brings something special. Broke, for you, you give a talk, you know, that talks about the importance of love, right? And in your wildest dreams, what is your hope for this? And what type of impact would you like to see from your talk? I would like this talk to go viral enough in order to impact the change makers uh, in Washington, first thing that I would like to see is that pharmaceutical companies are requi required to make smaller doses of their psychiatric drugs. One of the biggest problems is people can't taper safely because the dosages available are simply too big. And so they're at home with gram scales and razor blades scraping off little pieces of their drugs or counting the beads inside of a capsule just to try and get off a drug that they were told would not be a problem to get off of. So I would like there to be legal, legal guidelines that require pharmaceutical companies to make smaller doses. I would also like insurance companies to recognize antidepressant withdrawal as a code. If you go to your doctor and you're having major physical problems from this, there's no code for it, so it can't be covered. Sometimes doctors won't change your medication because they won't get billed back themselves. So if we can get this coded as a real ailment that people experience, then we have a better shot at actually helping people through it. That is awesome, yeah. Amazing. And we all here have the opportunity to help that message and all of these messages, you know, get across. So when you have the opportunity, and we're gonna talk about it more later, uh, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, watch it, share it. People who you know who aren't here, you know, share with them as well. And I think we have a little bit of time left. What I'd like to do is open up the floor for anybody here in the audience during the live event to come on up to the microphone and ask a question of any, anybody here up on stage. I believe we had somebody earlier that uh, had an interest in asking a question. Please come on up.
Don't be shy. Can Please. you step up to Am the I microphone? Not? Is that okay? I hope I'm coherent. I do really good one-on-one. -on -one. Well, first of all, the whole talk, everybody's talk, was like very thought-provoking, and you know, I actually learned about the ketamine, which I didn't know. Um, so I like that because I have a lot of things I want to look into now about everybody here and your books and you know just the ideas, ideas. That's what I love, um, and there's a lot. Um, I guess one thing that struck me was Brooke, your talk and your talk and the duality rule. Um, I didn't see them as like necessarily antagonistic or you know. I struggle with this a lot because I don't take drugs and I believe in. Uh, maybe to a fault, like you, your mind rewiring your brain, you know, all the tools like that. But then I'd had friends who say, well, I, um, you know, sometimes you need drugs and drugs are good and they have a purpose. So there's like two ends of the spectrum. So you guys represent those two perspectives. And that got me thinking, you know, cause I, I guess you can go either way. Like, I don't know how you feel about certain drugs, whether you would ever take any medication or whether you, you know, you're, you know what I mean? Um, so I'd be interested to hear about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, I think w part of what's difficult about a platform like this is that we each only talked for about 10 minutes. Right. And, well, that's pretty common, I guess, in all of our media now, is that all the nuance of a conversation has pretty much gone out the window. Um, but Jonathan and I, we even talked a little bit about on our virtual, our virtual meet and greet was that Ketamine and other um, therapies more similar to ketamine are kind of like one-offs. Mm -hmm. And so one of my big issues is like there's, it's the chronic nature of the way we've presented these illnesses. And coming from it from the direction of um, MDMA, ketamine, uh, psilocybin, it's a little bit more of like, here's something we can do a handful of times, maybe even mm. once. It's usually assisted in a way where we're actually doing some deep self-work and examination yeah. at the same time. And then we take what we've learned and moved on as opposed yeah. to, here's a pill, good luck. Yeah, so yeah. there's, it's definitely not a one-to-one -one comparison. No. I would yeah. argue that it's possible to heal without it. And I would, say that there are probably people for which it could be a tool. What we got out of that, honestly, is that, yeah, they're, they're not really adversarial to each other, the two ideas necessarily, but they are two different parts of the spectrum. And I think one of the problems uh, that we have now as a society is that there's a lot more extremism going on right now than there should be. And so the ability to just talk and have these open conversations, it's, it's important and it's, it's why we do this. So thank you everyone, thank you for your question. Um, I can't thank you enough for putting your, wearing your hearts on your sleeve and for speaking your truth. It came through and for that, thank you so much. How about a nice round of applause for all of our speakers this evening. And I'd also like to thank everybody in our live audience for, for being here this evening. You guys were fantastic. Thank you for everything. Thank you for participating in our podcast. Let's go to Fred, actually. Yeah, that does it for this that episode was... of the Speak Podcast. I just want to encourage you all to make sure that you subscribe to uh, our different platforms on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and anywhere that podcasts are downloadable.
Before we wrap it up tonight, this is the end of the Speak Health event. Even though we're, we're recording the podcast, we have to give this group an opportunity to take their bow. So I want to line everybody up as you are. Please line up at the front of the stage here. Everybody, please give them a round of applause for one final bow. Good night, everybody, and get home safe. The Speak Podcast is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios, executive produced by Fred P. Banning, Jason Martin, and George Andriopoulos. Our theme song, Champions Day, is by Lupus Nocti. Incidental music, Melting Places, is by Andreas Cantu. Music and sound effects licensed through Epidemic Sound. The Speak Podcast is hosted with Podbean. Make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts while you're at it. Follow Speak at Speak underscore event on Twitter and at Speak Event on all other social media platforms. Visit our website, speakevent.com, for upcoming events, channel partner, sponsorship, and speak at work opportunities. And follow all the great podcasts produced by Lunchpad 516 Studios.